Okay, once again, just for the internet and the broadcast system, can I get a hearty good morning? Good morning. All right, that sounds really good. As you can see from the screen, my subject is the Holy Spirit. And if you notice, I'm, Pastor Jack asked me why, why did I have it in capital, not capital letters, but small letters. And as we go along, maybe you'll discover why, because I'm leading you into a subject. And my subject is the Holy Spirit. And you can see my subtitle is the Holy Spirit a person, or I'm slowing down to keep myself focused, as some religious groups teach, on it, like the wind, like electricity, or some other entity. Number two. Stickers are already. I repeat, is the Holy Spirit a person? Or as some religious groups teach, and it, like the wind, electricity, or some other unknown or known entity? Number three. Just before him, that is the Lord Jesus, went to Gethsemane before the betrayal, the denial, the mock treatment, the scourging, and the cross. Before these in full view, with these in full view. Now, I know I'm going to make some divergence here. But you're going to have to stay with me, but they all relate to the message this morning. When I say I'm going to make some diversions, my diversion is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? So while the Holy Spirit is the focus of this message, I can't help but talk about him who is and was. And he's coming. So let me slow down. But with these in full view, with Jesus in full view of the mocking, the false trial, all the other things that went around with the undeniable Son of God, he does not ask comfort for himself, but he gives it. His heart is full of the sorrow of the disciples over his departure. He knows he's getting ready to, to die. He knows about the scourging. He knows about the cross. Now I want you to I've been thinking about this for the last few days. Before the Lord Jesus went to the cross. He thought about you and me. 
I got a little diversion here, which I picked up this morning. Did Jesus die because he had himself sinned? No. Listen to the inspired word. In him there is no sin. Who committed no sin? He knew no sin. Therefore, death had no claim upon him. He came himself for your sins and my sins. Not for his own sins, but for your sins and my sins. And this is diversion also. And many of you know this text. And you know it so well that it has become trite to your hearing. And if I tell you the text, you'll recognize it right away. So I just might as well go on and say it. John 3.16. For God not just loved the world, so loved the world that he gave. And that word gave is meaning he gave it freely. His only unique, his only begotten son. And don't mix, don't mess with the next few words. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's why he came. And relating back to this message, I'm going to say it again. Just before he went to the cross, the betrayal the denial, the mock trial, the scourging, and the cross. Let's move on to verse 4. This is what he said to his disciples. Do not let your heart be troubled. You, you believe in God, believe also in me. Now I'm going to stop for a second because in the original language, the Greek language, Jesus is equating, now I know you're not going to like it, but I'm going to say anyhow, the text reveals, the Greek reveals that he's put, he is saying that he is equal to his father. Listen again. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in me. Believe also, I'm sorry. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Can I get a witness? Oh, I believe in God. Do you really? Do I really? The proof is in the pudding. Do you act like you believe in God? Do you act like you believe in Jesus? Or you just run amok doing anything you want to do? Can I get a witness? If you believe in God, let's act like it. I'm talking about me, Brother Bruce. I don't know who else I'm talking about. In my father's house are many dwelling places or many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And I go and prepare a place for you. Well, I am going and see... Huh? Slow down, Brother Bruce. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am you maybe also. Can I get an amen? What a promise. This is what else he said in John 14. And this is our main topic. Although Jesus could never be a sub 
topic. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, another comforter, that he may be with you how long? But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not for if I do not go away the helper. I know I'm going to get ahead of myself because this is at the end of the message of what I'm about to say. Every born again Christian has the Holy Spirit living within them. But the question I want to ask you and to inform you of, if you don't know, say the word another. For you who study the Word of God, and I'm not picking on anybody. Did you know that word another means another of the same kind? So when Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, he means someone just like him. Within every born-again Christian, there is someone Although supernatural, is just like the Lord Jesus Christ. And that doesn't leave out any born-again Christian, whether you're a new Christian, mature Christian if you call yourself, or you're an older Christian if you're in your later years. He's still there. Number six. And secondly, it is only... Fair to warn you, the reader, I know I didn't read it verbatim, to present an understandable definition of the meaning, traits, meaning and traits of that which we call a person or personhood. And it is also aimed at following on the next slide. Now, I know I didn't read that verbatim, but the next slide is supposed to define person. What is a person? What is person? What's the details? Here's the details. Rationality. The ability to reason. Consciousness. Self-consciousness. Self-aware. Use of language. Ability to initiate action. Moral agency and ability to engage in moral judgments and intelligence. Now, from here on in, if I don't finish the message, I'm going to, by the grace of God, I'm going to do this right. Can I get a witness? So follow along. Some of you never had read such a list. Here we go again. Number eight. Rationality, consciousness, self-consciousness, you're aware of yourself, the use of language, ability to initiate action. Well, here he goes. He's up here giving a, a uh, educational. No, I'm not. I want to show you how powerful the word, the written word is. 
number five, you can see I have an asterisk behind it. Moral judgment and ability to engage in moral judgments, intelligence. I think you better move on, Brother Bruce. When I say Brother Brooke, I think about a brother who I know so well. No, he's not with the Lord. He moved on to another direction with his wife. The reader has no doubt observed that there are two asterisks at number five. Let's look at it just one more time. Not the whole list, just number five. Ability to initiate action. That's why the ability to initiate action was so easy for me to follow with the pamphlets I had before me. And what is nearly the very first thing this pamphlet offers? Creator. I had a pamphlet. I said, oh, Lord, this is so good. Let me stop right there. If you want to hear from the Lord, just ask him. What did you say that for? Lord, I'm perplexed about my lifestyle. I'm perplexed that my, my money situation is not what it should be. Would you help me manage my money? Would you help me with my lifestyle? Would you help me with just being me? Can I get a witness? But if you want to stay down into the muck and mire, he's waiting for you and me. Notice I said for you and me. He's waiting for you and me to say, even so, Lord Jesus, come and take control of my life. The very first thing that I saw was the ability to initiate action. Well, let's move on, Brother Bruce. You've been stuck here for some time. Number 12. Number 13. Here's number five, the ability to initiate action. Creator, the Spirit of God has made me. And the breath of the Almighty has given me life. Before I go on to the next tract, I want you to observe Job 33, 4. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. The Spirit of God is here in this verse called the breath of life. When God breathed into man, the Spirit of God was there. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the ruler of all gives me life. Say ruler. I'm going to say this again, and I'm not apologizing like I used to. Who's ruling your life? Who's ruling my life? Only you can answer that question. Of course, God can answer it because he knows every breath you take. He knows every thought you take. He knows you're wandering, you're down-sitting. He knows it all. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. What kind of life? Biological life. 
and spiritual life. So, whereas your and my breath cannot be considered a person, God's breath is. What do you mean by that, Brother Bruce? I just said it, I'll say it again. God says his breath is his spirit. Let's move on. 15, one more time. This middle one, the spirit of God had made me and the breath of the ruler of all gives me life. I'm going to say this, don't know who I'm talking to and I usually don't. Some of you Christians, let me say this right. God is waiting for you to say, here am I. Send me. I'm telling you, if I don't finish this message, I'm saying it now. God, the Holy Spirit, I almost gave it away. I'm calling him the Holy Spirit, has a job for you that he has fitted for you, and no one else will do it except you by yielding to God, the Holy Spirit. He has an assignment for you, Christian. And no one else can do it but you, because he has given you the talent to do it. Can I get a witness? What God requires, God will give the ability to do it. He's not saying, oh God, I can't do this, Holy Spirit. I can't. No, he gives you the ability to do it. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be a little bit hard. There is no excuse. Because you're hearing the word of God. And he, and I'm glad I got to this point. Okay, I'm saved. That's good enough. I could just do anything I want. I heard somebody say that. Without being overly serious, you must be kidding because after you get saved, God's got some work for you to do. And according to Second Corinthians chapter 5, you and I are held before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm going to say it again, and I don't know why I'm saying it again. Just because you're a Christian doesn't give you a free license to do anything you want. Matter of fact, if you have the Spirit of God, you don't want to do anything. You want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's get back. I'm on number 16. The Holy Spirit. Did I miss something? No. The Holy Spirit was there at creation. Here's another, Psalm 104. You sent forth your spirit. They are created. And you renew the face of the ground. Number 17. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving And some of you know that word moving means brooding, just like a chicken broods over its hens, 
over its eggs, the Spirit of God was there. Well, how long was the Spirit of God there? It sounds like he was there from the beginning. In the beginning, God. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved. Let me put it this way. I'm going to get a little bit metaphorical here. The Spirit of God for you who are grieving the Holy Spirit, he's there brooding over you. Exactly, let me say it right, anxiously waiting for you to come back to the Lord. And the earth was waste and void. The darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved. I gave you three different versions. Well, what do you know? Surprise, surprise. It appears that upon diligent study of the Word of God, three entities were involved in creation. And before I say it again, and I don't hesitate to say it, God created the universe out of absolutely nothing. Why do you say that, Brother Bruce? Because that's what the Word of God says. He didn't have any preformed material. He said, let it be. God the Father in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. God the Son, for by him, notice I had to slow down, for by him were all things created. Well, I thought God the Father was, well, you just read God the Son, or the Son of God. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And what's the next two words? I'm going to say it again. You can pay attention, but someday you're going to stay. You're going to stand before the judgment seat. You were created for Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, you send forth your spirit. I know I already said it. And they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. I want to go over number two again. Well, Brother Bruce, I thought you were on the Holy Spirit being a person. I am. I hope I get to it. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or minions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And I guess I just like to say it, and for him. Number 19. Thank you, Mr. Cheryl. Thank you, Miss Cheryl. Question. Who or what is the life-giving agent when a person becomes a new creation in Christ Jesus? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Say me, say ministry. No, I'm not taking things out of context. 
you have a ministry through the Holy Spirit. Don't sit down on your laws and say, I'm saved, that's it. That's just the beginning because now God the Holy Spirit lives within you and he expects some work out of you and me. Why don't you tell somebody about Jesus sometime? Why don't you tell him what he's done for you? <laughs> Namely, that God was in Christ. Did you get that? It says God was in Christ. In him. Reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Number 20. And may I add some personhood is the Holy Spirit is not a person. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things. I didn't say that right. Against such things there is no law. Can I get a witness? I'm going to tell you, and I keep saying it over and over and over again, love, joy. If this is not a, the fruit of a person, then tell me what is. I'm going to say it again. Don't you let any teacher, I don't care if it's Brother Bruce, I don't care who it is, the Holy Spirit is a person. He could not possess love, joy, peace. And let me add this. Yesterday I lost something that I had the negligence. That's what it was on my part. No, it wasn't my wallet or something like that. But I said, Lord, where did I put this? And a peace came over me. He says, I don't, I, in other words, you're going to find it. I don't know where you put it at, but you're going to find it. Can I get a witness? And the Holy Spirit will do the very same thing to you. I am no exception. But I want to ask you, do you have love? Do you have joy in your life? Here's one that I got to work on. Patience. How about kindness? How about being faithful? When you say you're going to do something, do it. Unless you're providentially hindered. Are you gentle or are you harsh? People can't even talk to you at all. You got all the answers. Self-control. Now those who belong to Christ 
have crucified the flesh. 25. If we live but, say live. Present tense. Which means an ongoing. If we live by the Spirit. But how the Holy Spirit can it? Because these are fruits of the Holy Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Well, here's that list again, and I'm not going down the whole list because it would become monstrous. I'm only going to mention number five, ability to initiate action. If you can see, I have given me life. Creation. He was involved in creation. He must have been here. Now, I'm, with no disrespect to the Holy Spirit, it must have been here at creation. Can I get a witness? Renewal. Say renewal. This is out of context, but it still applies. If you have been born again, you are a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Brand new. Not made over from home until brand new. How about your moral judgment now? This is the last illustration I'm going to give for myself because I don't know if it ever applied to you. I was, I was at Costco's. Somebody dropped some money. I said, nobody's watching, Brother Bruce. Ha-ha. God is watching. I turned that $20 bill. I think it might have been 50 I turned it in. Why? Because the Lord told me that and it's not mine. Some of you are not going to like this. Finders keepers. Some of you think like finders keepers, losers weepers. Go to 22. I know it's the same list again, but I just want to say this. You're a rational creature. You have consciousness. You're aware of yourself. You use language. Number five, but you're not the creator. I put that in there myself. That wasn't in there. You have moral judgment. And number seven, you have intelligence. Oh, hum, brother Bruce, you need to go on. Moral agency and ability to create, or as it says, engage in moral judgment. But a certain man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira, some say Sapphira, sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself. He didn't have to, but he, he, he could have kept it or gave it. That's, that's Acts chapter 5. He kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge. She knew all about it. 
going to bring it to the disciples to show how spiritual they are. And bring a portion for it. He laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, I hope you get it. Why have you, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot lie to an active force. Can I get a witness? You cannot, you cannot lie to electricity. You cannot lie to a tree, but you can lie to the Holy Spirit. And to keep back some of the price of the land. You could have kept it. This was a free will offering. I'm going to say one thing. If you got to give your money, say, I just got to give this money. Don't give it. Give it out of a free heart for Jesus. If you can't give it because you want to give it or you give it grudgingly, keep it. God will supply. He owns the mountains. Or a thousand hills. And he asks you just to give a portion back of what he gave you. While it remained unsold, did it not remain with you or your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? You could have kept it. I know I'm repeating myself. Why is it that you conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. I think I better just stop and add this conscientiousness or consciousness rationality. The sin of Ananias was lying to or breaking promise with God. I'm going to say this if I don't finish this sermon. I think I might be able to finish it. The sin of Ananias was lying to or breaking promise with God. Let me break off from here. If you pray and God says, and God gives you the assurance that he's going to answer your prayer, he's going to answer it. Would you pray about it 10, 15, 50 times? If God gives you the assurance that he's going to answer your prayer according to his grace, he is going to answer it. I don't, and I don't know why I'm saying this. You can pray for it a thousand times, but if the first time God says, I'm going to answer that prayer, you can be sure that he's going to answer it. The sin of Ananias was lying to or breaking promise with God for having vowed or promised to him in his heart the whole price of the field. He brought him but a part of it. And as a vow and a promise which he broke was not such as men could reconsider it, but such as his own heart and consciousness, only part of it was given. Hence it is said to have been made under the providence, I know I said providence, provision of the Holy Spirit. And he, in the breach of it, what do you mean by that? He broke his promise. And he, in the breach of it, is said to have lied unto him because that which known but in the heart. I'm going to say this before I finish the rest of this verse. The Lord knows your heart. 
You could fool me, I can fool you, but you can't fool the Holy Spirit. Because that which was known was in the inward knowing. Ananias knew what he was doing. He knew. His wife knew. Only in the purpose of his heart. 26. You have not lied to men, you have lied to God. You have lied only under, you have lied unto men. Of course you lied to men. But likewise, and especially unto God, the searcher of hearts, say searcher of hearts. I'm going to say something which is not in the text. Do you know this book will search your heart? It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will search your heart. Go to 27. Good. If a man vows a vow unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. This is a warning for you and me. If you make a promise to God, keep it. You don't have to worry about what other people say. If you make a vow to, if you make a vow to, if you want to tell other people you made a vow to the Lord, fine. But if you don't, and you just want to tell the Lord about it, keep that vow. Don't break it. You make a vow to your wife or your son or your daughter. Don't you do your best to keep it? Can I get a witness? Well, how much more of the Lord? I'm known to, to tell you the truth and just, just being honest. I've, I've broken vows and I was so sorry I did. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect because I'm far from perfect. I'm going to read the first one from 28, then I'm going to go on. If a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to bind himself with a binding obligation, he shall not violate his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Number 29. Was the Holy Spirit a moral agent? And able to engage in moral judgments. Let's make that clear. The Holy Spirit knew Ananias and his wife. And he spoke through the apostle. He's not telling the truth. Number 30. I'm not going to go there because I'm just going to use the last part of it. Number 30, you have not lied to men, but to God. 31, oh, Brother Bruce, you're getting a little technical, maybe too far. Ananias, he's personal. Sapphira or Sapphira, personal. 
Peter, personal. Satan, did you know Satan is a personal being? And I'm going to say this for you who are Christians. Don't you know he's out to destroy your testimony? He can't take your salvation, but he can sure work on our testimony. This is not in the text. If you're getting drunk, if you're using foul language, and all the other things we are capable of doing, we're out of the will of God. I'm talking about me, and I don't know you that well. I, I, I don't mean it that way. Thank you, brother. I'm going to say it again. Ananias, a person. Sapphira, Sapphira is a person. Peter's a person. Satan, he's a person. And I'm going to say it again because I don't know who I'm talking to. God, the Holy Spirit, oh, come on, Pastor Bruce. Satan is out to destroy your testimony. And he's working on it. If you're not in the word of God, if you're not having other people pray for you and all the other things that can help us Christians, you better be sure that Satan's on your tail. Say it again. Say it, say it, brother. And somebody said, put on. That's you. Put on the whole armor of God because you can't stand there Satan's got these darts back in the, in, in the Old Testament some of you know they used to put fire on, it, on the thing so when it hits you you would surely be affected can I get a witness but put on the whole armor of God lying to the Holy Spirit Satan's a, a person, Peter's a person, I know I'm repeating myself, Sapphira's a person, Ananias is a person, and from the evidence before you, the Holy Spirit is a person. I'm looking at that clock. Here's a person. I think I'm almost done. Even if I don't get that, I'm just going to. I'm going to finish on time. I'm not going to go over. Here's a person. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely, say surely, our griefs. He himself bore, and our sorrows he carried away, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. I got to read that over again. Surely our griefs. He himself bore. I think I'm talking about a person. And our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, 
who was he stricken by? Smitten of God and afflicted. I'm going to stop here. Did you know God the Son was smitten by his own Father for you and me? But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement, I know it says chastening, the chastening of, for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. Can I get a witness? All of us have gone astray. Each one has turned to his own way. I thought I had a trash can back here. Thank you. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has gone his own way. I can make it without the Lord Jesus. Let me put it this way. Keep on dreaming. That's what you're doing. You're dreaming. Each one of us has turned his own way, but the Lord has caused to cause your iniquity. I just use this. I'm going to use like it was a full of my sins. I know, I know, I'm not picking on you. I'm saying my sins. Do you know that God the Son put his son, put on his son, not pun, not one, say all, all. Do you know Concerning you, did you know that all your sins, not part of them, all of them were laid on Jesus. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he didn't open his mouth. I can't imagine. And I'm not going to go over the crucifixion. No, I'm not going to go over it. All that suffering, he didn't even open his mouth. I wonder why not. Because he loved you. And yet he would say, no one takes my life from me. No one. He took his own, if I can put it this way, he didn't die until he had purchased for you and me. It is finished. He died for you and me. And the Bible, I read this recently again. He let himself be scourged. It says it in another way. Self-consciousness, just as it is written, that which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God prepared for those who love him. Do you get that? 
God's got something so fantastic you can't even imagine it. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all... Wait a minute. The Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. How could he be an it? He searches the heart of God the Father. Can I get a witness? And before I go on, do you know, according to the Bible, I think it's chapter 8, he intercedes for you and me before God when you can't even talk. God the Holy Spirit intercedes. He knows what you're trying to say, and he takes it to God the Father. He says, this is what he's trying to say. I'm going to say it for him. He's your helper. He's your comforter. And better than that, no, that's not right. And even more, he's your teacher. Amen. Somebody tell me to stop? I don't know. I thought, Amen. okay. Number 35, pass it up. Self-consciousness. You know you're a sinner. You're aware. But I'm going to do it my way anyhow. And if our gospel is hid, I know it says veiled. It is veiled to those who are lost. In whom the God of this world, in whose case the God of this world has blinded your mind of the unbelieving, so that you may not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ. And who is Christ? The image of God. Well, Brother Bruce, we're made in the image of God. Who is the image of God? What's the difference? You were made in the image of God. Christ is is the image of God from everlasting to everlasting. He didn't become the, the, the image of God. He is the image of God. He's the great I am. Amen. Did you get that? As the image of God, he's from everlasting to everlasting. He was in the beginning with God. He was with God from eternity. He didn't begin to be the image of God. He is the image of God. Matter of fact, and, you, and you're going to, I know you know, before Abraham was, I am. Ego me. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Lord in the highest sense is Master, God. I'm getting close. 37. For God who said, let there be light. I didn't say it right. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts. If you're a Christian, God's shown himself in your heart. He's there. Let me start over so I can get it right. For God who said, 
light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I'm warning you here this morning. I have no idea who you are. Satan has blinded the mind of the lost. I'm going to say it right now. Either you're saved or you're lost. And you're on your way. I don't, I don't like the next part. To a Christless eternity. If you think you're going to cease to exist because you read it in Ecclesiastes, the dead know nothing at all, you're lost. I know it says that. But that says it to a man who's thinking under the sun. I'm done. Here we go. I'm not going to get done, so I'm going to get done. Now, there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and it's pronounced another way, and Lucius of Cyrenus, <coughs> and Manin, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Sal. And while, uh, this is my last part because i got to get done. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said... <laughs> Said, the Holy Spirit said. The mountains don't speak except metaphorically or in a poem or something. The Holy Spirit said, set apart. What did the Holy Spirit say? Set apart for me, a person, Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. I'm going to say it again and I'm done. The Holy Spirit has work for you and me to do. Can I get a witness? He wants to separate you. When they fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. Now I'm about to pay, turn to another page, but that's okay. This is my last one. Number 40, do not grieve. Can you grieve a force? Thank you, Pastor. Do, you, do not grieve. The, some of you have been grieving the Holy Spirit a long time from your lifestyle. And don't get me wrong, so was I. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed. Say sealed. God's got a seal on you, and no one can unseal it. You, you're not going to like this. You are saved forever because God's got a seal on you. And no one can unseal it. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger. How about it, Christian? And clamor, be kind one to another. I can't close the